Hi, everyone. Susie O here. Just want to let all of you know that the certificates of deposit at Alliant Credit Union are now at, for a six-month CD, 5%, a 12- to 17-month CD, 5.15%, and an 18- to 23-month CD, 4.90%. And for those amounts of $75,000 or more, just add on 0.5% to those rates. Go to myalliant.com and check it out. Hi, it's Susie. As we prepare for season two of the Women in Money podcast, Sarah, my co-host, and I wanted to share some highlights from season one. Susie Orman here, and welcome to Women and Money. Now, this podcast obviously is about money, and this podcast is obviously for women who want to learn about money. But you have to first understand what money really is and the role that money plays in your life. This is not just a podcast that's going to teach you where to invest, how to invest, all these financial things, although it will do that. But before we can do that, the question has to be asked and answered. Why haven't you done that which you know you should do with your money? What is preventing you from being more and therefore having more? Now, why there are many, many different answers to that question, the one that I want to concentrate on in this podcast is the emotion known as guilt. Mm -hmm. Financial guilt. So many times in our lives, we give up that which we have, that which we've worked for, that which we've been given simply because of guilt. So let me just give you a little bit of an example of what just recently happened so you can see this at work. It was Easter weekend, and on the island that I live, you all maybe know I live in the Bahamas now, there was an Easter celebration where all the kids of the island performed for all the grown-ups, and they were sweet, and they were great. And after the dance was over that they were performing, what happened was all the little kids got what? They got little baskets of Easter eggs, except for one little girl. She happened to get a basket for whatever reason, and I don't know why, that was very different than all the other little girls. And she got a stuffed bunny rabbit, chocolates in the form of bunny rabbits, all these things, a huge basket. And when the other little girls saw that, they went up to her and said, is that yours? Why did you get that? We didn't get that. And she just looked at them and didn't say anything. They asked again, why did you get that? We want that. Of course they wanted that. They just had these little plastic eggs filled with like M&Ms. She had the whole store. And again, she just looked at them and then very quickly left and went and stood next to her mom and dad. Well, there's no way Susie Orman's going to see something like that and just let it go. So I go up to this little girl and I said, 
I saw what happened. Was that really hard for you? And she said, yes. I said, let me ask you a question. Did you want to give your basket to all the other little girls because you felt guilty that you had so much more than they did? And you were afraid maybe that they wouldn't like you because you had more than they did? And she looked at me, she said, no, why? And I have to tell you, I was shocked at that answer. Not because she didn't feel guilty, but because that was the correct answer. She hadn't learned yet about guilt. She hadn't learned yet about the fear of not doing something because somebody else wouldn't like you. Now, you put yourself in that situation. What would you have done? You know you would have given that basket or opened it up and shared it with all the other little girls. Or think about it now. You have a sister, a sister that isn't doing as well as you financially speaking. And you have finally worked so hard and just saved $5,000. It's the first $5,000 that you have ever saved. And she comes to you and says, please, can I borrow money? I need $5,000. I really need it. And you are thinking to yourself, I worked so hard for this money. You hardly work at all. I don't want to give you this money. And you're feeling like, no, no, please, I don't want to do this. And yet, you go in your bedroom, you take out your checkbook, and you write her a check for $5,000. Why? Because you say yes out of fear that she's not going to like you. You feel guilty that you have something and she has nothing. And so therefore, this is a trait that most women have. Many women call it generosity. That is not generosity, ladies. Generosity is when it is a gift not only for somebody else, but when it's a gift for yourself as well. And when you are giving something out of guilt, out of fear of not being liked, that is not a generous action. So you can look back at this little girl and she hasn't learned the traits, the financial traits that keep us from being more and therefore having more. And she has it right. But sooner than later, somebody will teach her that she should feel guilty and maybe she will change and hopefully, however, she won't. But we need to go back to that place in time. We need to go back to when we feel it is okay to say no out of love for ourselves versus yes out of fear of what somebody else will think about us. When we can start to understand how emotions rule our ultimate bottom line, how emotions are the obstacles to our wealth. And when we can get control over our emotions, then we can start becoming the wealthy women we all deserve to be. And when I say wealthy women, I'm not talking just about financial. I'm talking about wealth in terms of internal power that we feel.
the power to feel secure, the power to make decisions, the power to do what we need to do to protect ourselves, to take care of ourselves. You know and I know we take care of the entire world. And usually around the age of 50 is when we look back and go, but what about us? I forgot about myself. I want you to start taking care of yourselves right here and right now. And that really is what women and money this podcast is all about. And now we have Jennifer on the line. Hello, Jennifer. How are you? Hello, Susie. Thank you so much for talking to me and thank you for sharing your goodness with our world. Actually, thank you for wanting me to talk to you because, you know, Jennifer, here's the truth of the matter. If women need to start helping other women, do you know what I mean? Because we all have the same issues. And when one woman hears a call and hears what it's about, because if you think you're the only one out there that doesn't want to help their in-laws, I'm here to tell you, I don't think so. I mean, there's many that don't even want to help their own parents. So Jennifer wrote into the show, and here's her email. I'm a 44-year-old mother of four children and have been married to my responsible husband for the past 20 years. We have been together since we were 16 and have always made responsible financial decisions. We have always lived below our means because we have had to work for everything we have. My husband's parents have always lived for themselves and for things. They threw money right out the window on things that they believed would bring them happiness. They have always been a financial wreck. My mother-in-law used to get a kick out of calling me Scrooge. When we adopted our first child, Noah, from South Korea 15 years ago, we warned my in-laws about their finances and told them that they could not rely on us financially in the future. Well, guess what? Our phone is ringing because they need money. My father-in-law is going into a nursing home and requires additional funds. The situation is a complete mess. I do not want to give money, Susie. I do not like my in-laws, but I do love them. One of our children has a chronic illness called juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, and that alone is so stressful and unpredictable. My children come first. What do you think? Am I being cheap and resentful? Yes, definitely. Yes, definitely to resentful. But I do feel like I am typically a cautious giver, financially speaking. Do we owe them the money simply because they are my husband's parents? What I presented is only the tip of their selfish iceberg. That's quite the email. That's like a little book girlfriend. Yeah. How, yeah. How do you feel when you heard me reading that? It's I. It's a one hundred percent true. Yeah. And does your husband feel the same way? Yes, he does. That's good. Because here, Jennifer, listen to me. Here's where your problem would have been. You have been together forever with your responsible, loving, great relationship husband. And if he wanted to give his parents money and you didn't, now we have a problem. But given that you're both in the same boat, 
know, you have usually you have one foot in one boat, one foot in another boat. And as that boat starts to separate, you fall in and we got trouble. But both of you have both feet in the same boat. So what does he think about it? When you talk to him about it, is he afraid to tell his parents that? Or are you the one who makes all the financial decisions? We discuss everything together. Initially, I absolutely said no when he came to me after he spoke to his family. And I initially said no. But guilt was eating at me and eating at me. And we sat down together and we discussed the situation and came up with a number that we feel like, okay, well, I guess we can afford this amount. And we have since said, okay, we will give this amount. But my concern is that X amount is going to turn into more. And again, we don't have a relationship with his family. It's not like we have anything to do with all of a sudden, hey, we're in a jam. You know, they really don't have anywhere else to go. And it's honestly, Susie, it's guilt. It's just yes. guilt. If they die tomorrow, I would, I just, I feel like it's just easier for me, us to say yes. Yeah. Yes, out of fear of what they think versus no, out of love for yourself, right? 100% yes. Yeah. What is the amount that you decided you were going to give them? Okay. A hundred dollars a month. So $100, that's it. $100 a month. At first I thought you were going to say $100,000. I was going to say, are you kidding me? But you're going to give them $100 per month for how long? Uh, Supposedly two years. And Susie, and I know it sounds ridiculous how, you know, I'm calling in over $100, but it's giving them that $100, I'm holding on to it tightly in my hand because it goes against everything that I stand for and everything that my, my husband stands for. We sacrifice. We live below our means. We follow the rules. Yeah. And and when you said that in this email that you sent to me, your father-in-law is going in a nursing home. You do know when he goes into a nursing home, if he doesn't have any money, who's going to pay for the nursing home? Is he going to go on Medicaid? I have no idea. I have to we have to find out so much information. And when we were presented with this, I just wanted to send it to you and see what your thoughts were. I have to tell you, and everybody's going to be shocked at what I'm probably going to say. I know that many of you are thinking $100 a month. I spell that, you know, I spend that on Starbucks, not me saying I do, but people go out and they spend that on Starbucks and pee $100 a month down the drain after they've had their Starbucks. I think $100 a month. I think $5 a month, I think $1 a month when it goes against the very fabric of your soul in terms of what you need to do for yourself, not financially speaking, but ethically speaking, morally speaking, honestly speaking, that is a tremendous amount of money. Because when you compromise your own integrity to do something you don't want to do, even though they're your parents, they're your in-laws, and you don't want to do it. 
I would have to tell you that is something that you should probably honor before you do it. Because while you may think $100 a month will help them, you know exactly and I know exactly what they're going to do with that $100 a month, right? They're going to continue to eat out. They're going to continue to do things that don't really matter. They're not going to use that $100 a month to pay their electricity bill. They're not going to use that $100 a month to put gas in the car to go to visit the husband in the nursing home. They're not going to put that $100 a month to good use. They're going to throw it down the drain. Do you agree with that? 100%. Yes. All right. Now, given that that's the, the truth, I would have to tell you, not only should you not feel guilty, But you should feel proud that you have the ability to stand in the truth because I have a saying and I've talked about this. Sometimes helping is hurting and hurting is helping because this is a situation where you give them $100 a month here and oh, you trust me, you have it right, girlfriend. They will call you and they will ask you for more and more and more or You can really help them by saying, we are not giving you more because we don't believe that this money will go to where it needs to go because you weren't responsible. So you two are going to have to figure it out on your own. Now, I just have to say this very quickly to you. Obviously, I have a lot of money or I wouldn't be Susie Orman. And I have a number of relatives that don't have any money whatsoever. And it would be amazing, not only relatives, but friends who come to me and ask me for money. And I can count on less than one finger how many times I have said yes. Wow. Thank you. All right. And it's not whether I have the money or I don't have the money. It's because they waste money. They have not been responsible with money and they are not showing me that they have become responsible with money. And people say they need money. No, they want money for things that they want. You would know if they needed money. Um. And you were just an easy thing. And the thing, here's the real thing that struck me, Jennifer, was that you never hear from them. They never call you. You don't have a relationship with them until right now when they need money from you, correct? That is correct, Susie. How long did you go without speaking to them? Oh, geez, probably two years. That's a long time. That's a long time not to hear from somebody to say, how's my son doing? How are you, Jennifer? How are things going? How are the kids? How's, how's your little one that has arthritis? Can I help you in any way? You haven't heard from them at all. No. So, so now if I were you, I would be not necessarily calling them, because that might be hard for you. I would jointly write a letter. I'm into writing letters lately, because when you write a letter, something is permanent and they can read it over and over. I would jointly write a letter with you and your husband where you both sign it and say, I know we said yes, but we're now going to say no. And let me tell you why. We're hurt that we haven't heard from you in two years. After we thought about it, we did it out of guilt. 
But we're not going to do anything out of guilt in our lives anymore because we don't want to teach that to our children. We're going to do things because we want to, not because we're guilted into doing so. And we don't want to. And we don't want to because A, B, C, D, E, F, G, whatever that is for you. But you write it with love, with love for them, with the intention that this letter can help change their lives, that this letter can help make them be responsible. Because otherwise, as they get older, it's going to be so horrific for them. It's not even funny. What do you think about that idea and what made you chuckle there? Well, you're, you're absolutely right. And it's amazing how guilt, you know, I even went to my, my own mother and I presented the situation and I, I've noticed that in our society and even within families, some of us are just raised where with this strong, strong guilt factor. And as I'm getting older and I look at what I want for my children, I don't want them to function off of guilt the way that I did. I feel like at 44 years old, I'm getting it together. And just because I say no, it doesn't mean I'm a bad person and it doesn't mean that I'm cheap. It, it just means I worked really, my, well, we worked really, really hard. We sacrificed And that, you know what, I'm not always, we are not always responsible for everybody else when they have been given opportunities, Susie. Right. However, I also want you to just remember this. When your parents or your mother or your father have been totally responsible and they've been there for you. And you do have a relationship with them. And that's for everybody listening to this podcast. Then it is your duty to take care of your parents. However, if you haven't had a relationship with them, if you don't like them, if they have been disrespectful to themselves as well as you, it's a whole other story. That's just something that I believe. So you usually fall in one camp or the other. And in your particular situation, you happen to fall into the camp of, I wouldn't do it. But here's what's going to be interesting with you, Jennifer. Now you have these four kids. And now these kids grow up. And maybe one of them becomes totally irresponsible with money. And they now come your own child to you and say, Mom, can you please help me? You better stand by your guts, by your, you know, standards. And make sure, right, that you say no out of love for yourself versus yes out of fear that they won't love you. Because I always want you to remember, sometimes helping is hurting and hurting is helping. Thank you, Susie. All right, girlfriend. It's so good to hear from you. Thank you, Susie. I, I sincerely appreciate it. I thank you so much for your time. And thank you for just being you. All right, sweetheart, listen to the podcast every week because it's here just for you. I will. Thank you, Susie. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, everybody, before we go, there's still one more thing I want you to know. We started this podcast talking about guilt and how the emotion of guilt 
has the ability to sabotage your entire financial life. So the question is, how do you overcome the guilt that you feel when you have something and somebody wants something from you and you just feel guilty, so you give it to them even though you do not want to? Please listen closely. Sometimes helping is hurting and hurting is helping. For so many years, I had people who I love very dearly coming to me to either ask for money or they would be in a situation that they couldn't afford something. And of course, I would give them the money because I love them. But I realized during that time that they never changed They never had to learn to stand on their own two feet. So my gift, the gift from guilt, rendered them powerless. As soon as I started to say, no, I am not giving you anymore. You can do this. I have faith in you. They started to stand on their own two feet. And when I say that each and every one of them excelled, In their own personal and professional lives, I am not kidding. They now are all thriving. So we have what I call false compassion. We feel bad for somebody and we think that it is the absolute compassionate thing to do, help them out. We do it because we feel guilty. I am asking you to remember Sometimes helping is hurting and hurting is helping. And if you really love the people that are asking you to help them, if you really love them, you're going to say no out of love for yourself versus yes out of guilt and fear that they won't love you anymore. Let them learn the lesson that their money is trying to teach them. That is the greatest gift you will ever give them by far. Thank you for listening to this special highlight from season one of the Susie Orman Women and Money podcast. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.